0: you're listening to ice town clowns a podcast reviewing every episode of nbc's parks and recreation i'm katie
1: i'm jacob i got this awesome tote bag from npr for all of our sponsorship work for them last week it's really great it's very tasteful
2: wow they really got that here fast I know, right? <laughs> like a day after we posted, uh,
1: I'm. You know, we record all of these the day before they go live. Everybody knows that. Like, this is actually a live show. People don't realize that, right? That's they could call in. That's why our joke's just so timely. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why nobody ever calls in. Uh, do we not advertise the call in number enough? Look folks, if you if if you want to call in, the number is 707 <laughs> uh, 321
2: Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Great 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 great. You you not got to You got a one in a thousand chance of getting me. <laughs> uh-huh. So just start trying
1: people.
0: <laughs> this week we're reviewing season 5 episode 9, Ron and Diane. It originally aired on December 6th of 2012. It was directed by Dan Gore, one of the creators of the show, and written by Megan Amram and Ayesha uh, Muharar. And I just, to myself, did a whole thing about how I think that Ayesha um, has written episodes before, but this might be our first Megan Amram episode. And I don't know if you guys know who she is is she she started writing on this show and she wrote on brooklyn 99 and for the good place and she had that sort of special an emmy for megan and anyway she's big on twitter so i recognize her name anyway uh the summer you guys still there you are i know you are okay all right i just i just wasn't gonna do it a third time so. <laughs> The summary is Tammy shows up at an award ceremony to sabotage Ron's new relationship and four of Jerry's coworkers are shocked he's throwing a Christmas party without them. I love this episode.
1: This is a great episode. It's the unintentional revenge of mm-hmm. Jerry. Or I guess the unconscious re- revenge of Jerry and just some top notch Ron Swanson content.
0: Yeah. I I agree. Um so in the beginning, we find out that Ron has been nominated for a woodworking award, which Leslie has found out from her Ron Swanson Google alert.
2: Best so, chair. So so how many Google alerts do you think each of you have set up for various people in your lives?
0: I actually not that many. I used I had one client that we had to track the publicity of, and I had that Google alert. I think, actually, I don't think I've ever turned it off, but I, I don't do it. I probably
2: should, but I don't. Do you not have one for either yourself or Carter? No. Okay. Uh, I have,
1: I have a number, including one for me. Um, yeah. I, I have some old ones for uh, candidates I worked for in the past, and so I'll get updates when either Lupe Valdez or somebody named Lupe Valdez does something or Senator Evan, which right now is a lot of Google news. Yeah, articles. I just like can't. And of yeah. course my current boss and things like that. I haven't set one up in a long time though. I think that Twitter and the ability to create like columns and tweet deck that search for specific phrases has kind of supplanted those sorts of emails for me.
2: Okay. Interesting.
0: How, how many do you have, Jacob? <laughs>
2: I'm a caucus director, so upward literally dozens.
0: Wow. God, your inbox must be out of control. I, I,
2: yeah. Yeah. It's it's not great. That's really stressful. Well,
1: I hope that after November you have to set up more of those.
2: Yeah. Me too,
1: man. Me too. Uh,
0: so, Ron, just... Ron is so delightful in this episode. Just all the giggling about the chair. (laughs) Him saying it's been a real whirlwind with like a completely straight face. Like, uh, I hope that they submitted this episode for like Nick Offerman's Emmy submission in 2012. Which
2: which he was never nominated for. I I mean, or never. yeah. Yeah.
0: True shame. But I have to assume they still submitted some sort of like package. And I hope this
2: episode was on it. Um, and it's the one event Ron would have would be excited to go to. <laughs> uh,
0: we also, Leslie says that she is Ron's self appointed emotional guardian, which is a very, I mean, it's kind of the theme of the episode.
1: Yeah. It's not No, no. I know.
0: Like at first I was like, oh, this is me and so many people. And then I thought about it more and I was like, that's not great. <laughs> like I, I should <laughs> step back and examine that. <laughs> I didn't mean yeah. just
2: you, Jacob. <laughs> I like I, I know. We like we we didn't need to say it, but I think the audience all do. Well, I mean, the fact that Leslie
1: tells Ron that he shouldn't be there alone and Ron has to inform her that he was taking Diane. And then
2: she still is going to go. Yeah, on the night of Jerry's party.
1: (laughs) Does she also have Jerry filter? Oh,
0: maybe. It does kind of actually seem like a Leslie move to usually participate in all of that.
1: But I would be surprised if Anne didn't ask Leslie if she was going to the party at any point. Right. Or Or Ben. Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's singles night. Everything's fine.
0: Uh, So, Tom, Donna, April, and Andy have this thing every year called Jerry Dinner, where they put a dollar in the box all year, every time Jerry does something dumb, and then they go out to dinner with that money, which like the idea of Putting a dollar in a box every time X happens and then going out to dinner with that money? Genius. This specific thing <laughs> less cool. Um, but that's just because I'm anti bullying, Jerry.
1: Yeah. Though is it bullying if he doesn't know about it? <laughs> okay, uh, April. <laughs> or is
0: No no, I I I'm mean... serious
1: I'm serious. Doesn't doesn't bullying have to involve uh, right, the some sort of like acknowledged by the person being, below- like this is not cool. This is definitely bad, but I don't know that. I don't know Ooh. the exact term for the. No, badness. you're right. I-,
2: I mean, I mean it is. It- it's tricky because, right, it, it is it is often we think of bullying when people do it online. Like, even if the person is not necessarily aware of it, right? Does it become bullying if the person accidentally hears it but you didn't mean them to? Is it about intentionality? Like, I, I think this is definitely yeah. bullying. It's less aggressive bullying and more being Midwestern.
1: I mean— it is kind of a form of ostracizing or shunning in yeah. that, like, the point is to not take him to the dinner. So that is definitely bully-like behavior. Anyways, yeah. don't do this to your coworkers. Right, right.
0: Yeah, no. Even,
1: even if you
2: have a Jerry. And
0: even if they don't know about and it.
2: Yeah. And also wouldn't be great at stand-up. <laughs> Like, just of people's skill sets, no, that's that's not a good match. Not. I don't
1: know, Jacob. What if she's dating a guy who's good at stand-up <laughs> at the time?
2: Then she'd get really into it. That doesn't mean she... Like, d- did she become a great guitar player while she was dating Andy? We've got no evidence of that. Yeah,
0: she'd just be really into it. She'd, like, go see a lot of shows and have a bunch of opinions about stand-up comedians. But she herself, yeah, I don't think would ever.
2: She'd like try to do a Mulaney routine here and there.
1: This is way too early for John Mulaney.
0: In 2012,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he was or, out there, but he just on the yeah, cusp. He wasn't on the cusp as yeah. well known. Um, she might try to emulate the comic stylings of Aziz Ansari mm.
2: or Louis C.K. Mm.
0: <laughs> wow, well, this went to a dark place. <laughs> Anyway, we all agree, stand-up comedy. Well, Rashida Jones might be good at stand-up comedy. I don't know. The character of Uh, Anne, not so much.
1: Yeah. So I feel like Andy and I are very similar uh, in this scene in that I also may have an allergy to sushi because I'm pretty sure I would throw up if I ate more than 80 sushi. (laughs)
0: 80 sushi is so much sushi (laughs)
1: So there's an all you can eat sushi restaurant in Naples. No. Dist- Cal- no, it's it's actually quite brilliant. The way it works is like it's a certain amount of money for all you can eat sushi. But if you order anything and then you don't have to eat, eat it, it. Yeah. no no, you, if you don't eat it you get paid you have to pay the list price for what you didn't <gasps> eat. Yeah. So so there's like a countervailing force to keep you from massively over-ordering. It's really smart.
0: See, I feel like the sushi restaurants that we go to, that countervailing force is just the price of the sushi that keeps us from ordering more than
2: we should.
1: Do you, ha, ha, I, I will, do you I also would. go to the pricey sushi restaurant in Of course do. It's the only one we
2: go to, I, come on. I love that <laughs> place so too.
0: much. Me
2: too. <laughs> I, I will admit, I am terrible at sushi quantity orders. There's always twice as much or half as yeah. much as there should be. No, it's hard. Be. Like, well, I so
1: never I th- get it right. I think what Americans don't get is that you're not supposed to order your entire meal's worth of sushi at once. Like, right. you should be ordering it kind of in little waves and dribs and drabbles, and then you just sort of peter out and stop when you're done. But... Sushi restaurants in America are, are still set up to be, like, American-style restaurants, so everybody needs to turn those tables as fast as possible.
0: I yeah. Know. I still—it's—we and never do it right. It's either way too much or I'm still starving. There's, but it's delicious either way.
2: Yeah, it, indeed. Okay, so
0: Chris writes in his dream journal. But really what I want to talk about is the cardigans that Ben wears in this episode because he wears two yes. different ones over a patterned shirt buttoned like it's a very conscious choice that some fashion person on the set made that like this is Ben's cardigan episode and it's I don't know I don't I don't like it
1: I think he looks adorable I mean, but he, I might be <laughs> biased He also wears a tie to the party
0: with a cardigan
1: but it's a but it's a fun tie
0: Yeah I mean
1: was it No. All ties are fun if you say they are. (laughs) Wasn't it blue? Blue can be a fun color. (laughs) The sky
2: is blue. Isn't a clear day fun? I haven't seen one of those in a while. I'll let you know next time Mm -hmm. I do.
0: I'm with Kirk. It's hard for Adam Scott to not be adorable, but I wasn't into these cardigans. Anyway, I don't know what else happened in the scene because I got distracted by the cardigans. Oh, yes, I do. Chris thinks his therapist is his significant other.
1: Yeah. We're both in serious relationships. You have Leslie, and I have Dr. Richard Nygaard, who I'm seeing 15 times a week. So let's assume $200. $200 times 15 is $3,000, which is $156,000 a year in therapy. How much is Pawnee paying Chris? Well, I mean, he might just okay, have really good health insurance. Uh, it, it would have to be if it covers um, Dr. Richard Nygaard, right. when most health insurances don't even cover much in the way of anything in mental health. Much care. less 15 but he
0: is, visits a week.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are going to be limitations on the number of visits you can take, so he's paying for at least some of these out-of-pocket, and it's not counting towards his deductible. Might be counting towards his out-of-pocket max, but this is still – pre-Obamacare going into effect so i don't know i i think this might be a less reasonable level of expense than chris is thinking
0: it's also deeply concerning that he finds his therapist to be the significant other in his life and
1: he's spending 15 hours a week with him do you spend 15 hours a week with Carter?
0: No, Carter lives in Richmond right now. Exactly. I spend like two hours a week with exactly. Carter.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> and if you're talking like non kid time, I spend like about 15 minutes a week. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, It's I just wrote, This is deeply concerning. And I, that's it. Um,
1: so, but there, ahead. you know, this episode didn't end up going the way. I expected it to on initial viewing because usually when you have a setup like this where two friends who've been awesome, super close buddies for years and years and years, but haven't hung out in a while, now they're going to hang out again and it's going to be like the good old days is about them learning that they've aged and it's not like the good old days anymore. And it didn't go that direction, but it did make me think of all the times that has happened to me in my life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's I feel like though with Ben and Chris like they didn't have like a lot of like young good old days Like this is just like how they were before, you know, so
2: <laughs> Right I they, think... they, It's not like they were getting drunk together as in the door. Right. They were hanging out as work colleagues I, I think about like getting together with my
1: college friends like in the good old days and I just get oh, tired god, I, I can't that. even
0: sometimes like we should plan I... on doing something and then I'm like, oh god No, I'm way too tired to see those people
2: as Kirk and I just discussed upcoming plans, like, once you hit a certain age, though, that you initially had the relationship, it doesn't become that awkward. Right? I like see. Right, yeah. Y- you and I hanging out will not be terribly different than it was right. when sure, we first will. met. Right. Okay. Because we were not 20.
0: Right. <laughs> so, Leslie meets Diane at this woodworking awards thing.
1: And you'd think that Leslie being into powerful women, she would have recognized right, Zena, Right, But no, no.
0: doesn't seem to. Uh, Ron's giddiness when he sees the modern master of the shaker style. <laughs> it's just...
2: Uh, it's so okay. well done. <laughs> he, here's the thing. Every one of us has been that oh, person, Oh, 100%. Too.
0: 100%.
2: <laughs> like, geeking out over an inside celebrity is is one of my favorite things to see.
0: Yeah. My my parents went to see Just Mercy recently and they were like, "Oh, we just saw this movie." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, Brian Stevenson. Really?" And they were like, "You need to calm down." I was like, "Fair enough."
2: <laughs> Brian Stevenson, like it wasn't Michael B Jordan. It was Brian Stevenson.
0: Yeah. I mean, I also like Michael B Jordan, but that's not the point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough.
0: Um <laughs> I do like Leslie trying to immediately make Diane talk about her five biggest, like, hopes and dreams and regrets. Very on brand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Coming off a little strong. Very Leslie. Um, And then Ron goes off to see a jack plane. I don't even know what that is, but I'm sure it's really important if you're into woodworking.
0: I think it makes... I don't know. No. Sorry. My dad's really into woodworking, and I wanted to pretend like I had some extra knowledge, but I I don't...
2: you, it literally literally a flat, could, you literally is a, could have said anything there and we wouldn't have questioned it. I,
1: I mean, I know enough to know
2: that it's a flat surface. Right, like I know
1: what a plane because, does, you know? And I kind of know what a
0: Jack does, so I have to imagine it's like, maybe it like holds something in place so you can shave it down. I don't know. That was my guess.
1: What if Jack is the name of the, <laughs> the snake that is on the plane?
0: Um All right. So... The episode jumps back and forth between the A and B yeah. plot a lot, but um,
1: Donna is a good yes, person.
0: They're on their way to go to this Jerry dinner and they're all talking about their least favorite Jerry moments and it makes Donna realize that Anne is right. They're being mean and so she's like, we're going to go get him and bring him to Jerry dinner, which the rest of the car is not on board with.
1: Uh, So these Jerry moments, like, how could anyone... Mistake a bowl of glue for potato soup.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't have the same, like, look or consistency at all.
1: Yeah, like, glue has a very distinct look. It looks a little bit like milk. Like, if you told me that you poured glue into his breakfast cereal. Now, if you made
0: homemade like... paste, like flour paste, like you make with kids to do stuff, that looks a little
1: more like potato soup. Maybe, yeah, I could see that. It's not going to be nearly as runny as right. it should be, but okay. Right. Um, anyway. yeah, But
0: yeah,
1: no. So yes. Katie, I feel like yeah, you I'd... felt... But yes. yes. Fine, Katie, did, Fine. You, did you feel seen? Yes. Did, did you feel understood in this next scene with Leslie and Diane? I wish you guys could see the face you're, that you're, I'm making at you right you're now. Not, you're not alone. <laughs> okay, number one. Diane is a Hufflepuff.
0: <laughs> I am a Gryffindor, Okay. But I would not describe myself as seeker on the Quidditch team. I'm not I'm not that level of delusional. Also, what I want to talk about instead of mocking me is is Leslie a Gryffindor? Because I'm not a sure. Or is she a Ravenclaw? Sure. Yeah. I could make a strong pitch for Ravenclaw. She's got a little Hufflepuff at well, her. You know?
2: Well I look if her if 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 Hermoyne was allowed to be a Gryffindor, then Leslie's allowed yeah. to. It, like if if who was? Hermione, I can't <laughs> say her name correctly. Oh, anyway. Um Wow. Like I, I
1: I I'm right there with you. Until the first book oh, became yeah, yeah, a movie yeah. in my head. I was pronouncing it
0: Hermione. Oh, I definitely <laughs> pronounced it <laughs> Hermione, yeah, until that movie came out.
2: I was Hermione and still am unless I think about it. Look, uh I mean, the, the secret of those three is that Hermione is a Ravenclaw and Ron is a Hufflepuff. Right? Like, they just wanted to put all three of them in the same house. Right. That's probably true. Huh. Wait. I mean, no, they have their own. There's moments, a system,
1: you know. It, they're all brave. Right. And I mean, look. As, as that. Yeah, because no one from online Huffle- says that there are only four kinds of kids the brave ones, the smart ones, the evil ones, and the rest. <laughs> I mean I mean Hufflepuffs are allowed to be brave. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, Gryffindors are allowed to be a little evil. It's it's almost as though these categories are somewhat arbitrary and not fully encompassing the whole person. Meh.
0: Anyway, I just I it was just my thought. Is I was like she's probably a Gryffindor, but I I don't know. What would Ron be? Slytherin? Ravenclaw? I mean, we could do a whole episode. Ron this, would so. I
1: don't know. Ron would be disinterested in the whole thing. And probably yeah. <laughs> That's true. Ron, he's not. He's not going to go to some
2: government. What's the homeschool wizard like contingency? Ron would be hanging out with Hagrid. <laughs> yeah.
0: And,
2: like teaching Hagrid wood woodworking and learning other skills from him. Yeah.
0: Um, okay, so they go to get Jerry and they realize that Jerry is having a Christmas party that they weren't invited to. Um, and I'm just going to skip because I don't know if it comes in this scene or whatever, but they realize that like, or no, they don't realize about Jerry filter until a while from now.
2: No, no. much later. Sorry.
1: They just look in.
2: This is where Chris drinks. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: Right. Well, go ahead. And again, so Chris is upset because he drinks the full fat eggnog mm-hmm. because it has 440 calories. Mm-hmm. Uh, weren't they going to go drinking? Because alcohol is just right. sugar, it's all calories.
0: Right.
1: right. Uh, also, his statement that full fat things taste better than non fat things.
0: Yeah. yeah, I do. No, I know. This is very... Sometimes I have to, like, prepare my mother if I'm going to make pasta. I'm like, listen, I'm going to make real pasta. You just need to get your mind set for it. It's going to happen. You got to be ready to eat it. So I, I I, felt for Ben in this situation. where He was like, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Just eat it.
2: <laughs> you don't have to eat it every day for the rest of your right. life. Just right. once. One day at a time.
0: Um... All right, so back at the event, the, the woodworking thing, Tammy shows up, meets Diane. Is
1: Tammy. Well, I mean, she's just there because she has something that needs to be drilled. <laughs> like when. Diane is like, subtle.
2: Yeah. Da- Megan Bellali is an actress. She treasure. is. <laughs> I, like, we do not deserve her and her performance mm-hmm. here. It is. Is Tammy Two a feminist performance? I can't decide. Oh
0: god, we could do a whole episode about that too. Um I also I really liked that with her and Nick Offerman that like they're the best episodes in this show are when they're together like the best episodes for those characters are when they're together you know like they do great stuff with the other characters and obviously ron and leslie have many many a great scene but like they're truly at their best just like playing off of each other and being as absurd as possible
2: their chemistry is amazing yeah. uh like it is it is Top, I don't know how many, but like married people having actual chemistry on screen.
0: Yeah, which is not a lot, actually, you know.
2: No, it's often quite awkward.
0: Right. Um, I guess I was about to say Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but they weren't married then, so.
2: No, no. Of, of course the library closes at three. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have to protect a sweet couple from a sex craved
2: evil librarian
0: (laughs) just just another tuesday um
2: leslie's emotional struggle over not using the b word was very funny too i'm I'm gonna do it maybe just this once no no um
0: okay (laughs) and just to avoid keeping going back and forth i think the next thing that happens at the party is that ron actually wins the award and tammy continues to be extremely distracting in a sharon stone-esque way as he accepts the yeah. award. Um,
1: Subtle. I, I like that another generic white guy gets up and angrily storms <laughs> out when Ron <laughs> wins for best chair.
0: Yeah,
1: I like that part too. Uh, I made my first chair when I was five, but the quality of the wood was wanting.
0: Um, back at the party and like meets the... I just, I couldn't write their names out over and over. So I just wrote the four. Uh, meets them at the back door and won't let them come in unless they do something nice for Jerry. So Donna's allowed to come in. But I, I really enjoy that April is, like, physically weak. I mean, it's just a funny, I don't know. <laughs> uh,
2: how does no one have a hat and gloves on in December in the Midwest? Like, are, are the people in California who made this show aware of the Midwest? Tom Tom has reasons. Okay.
1: I think <laughs> Sure.
0: Also we know we know the answer to that question is no they are not aware. <laughs> episode after episode I, shows us.
2: I do just want to call it Donna's gingerbread fan line as amazing. <laughs> he does kind of look like Blake Griffin.
0: Um and then we meet Gail. We find this is when we meet Gail. This yes. is
1: it. Yep. This is it. I forgot to look up. It's the only time we see her, right? Yep. What's yes. that
0: model's name?
2: Yep. Christine Brinkley. Christine Brinkley, okay. Yeah. Christine Brinkley, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: it's just, uh, it's really good. It's almost worth all the times that we have to see Jerry be sad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the payoff here is so yeah. amazing.
0: Um, and she finds a gray hair on Chris's sweater, and he doesn't freak out which is progress i suppose something
2: something good in the eggnog (laughs) fat um full fat
0: and we also find that jerry has all three of his daughters are very uh very physically attractive and they can all carol and sing together and it's it's very cute i don't know the end (laughs)
2: <laughs> and then we learn about, oh, the, then Jerry we learn about the Jerry filter, right. Yes. So the reason that yes. they didn't
0: get the invite to the Christmas party is because they set up a filter that everything from Jerry goes to spam, which feels wildly irresponsible. Like,
1: <laughs> 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 How, what or happens at work? completely descriptive of the importance of the role that Jerry plays in the office. Yeah. Right. Uh, we don't
2: know. What role does Jerry play in the office? It's oh, a good question. I don't know. She, All
1: resources. of their jobs are a little amorphous. Right. They work in the parks. They parks. have a flat organizational yeah.
2: structure. I, I do have a question. How did Andy have Snake on his iPhone in 2012? Can I download? You Snake can. Now? Yeah. Oh no, he did. He, he didn't have.
1: He had a flip phone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He was the one without an iPhone because he doesn't have email at right. work. <laughs>
0: Yeah, also, uh, yeah, he wouldn't be getting messages from Jerry. He doesn't work in the Parks Department. I, and, and
1: got it. Uh, yeah, but he, you know, yeah, whatever. Okay, plot hole. Got it. Good.
0: Um, and then they find three years of nice messages from Jerry. Like, why would you set up that spam filter and then never check it? Like, even our spam filter, I check from time to time just to make sure. Uh,
1: uh yeah, of
2: course. Totally.
1: I look at my spam filter everyone, every time somebody says, hey, did you get that email I sent you? And I right. actually didn't get it, and, and I'm not just ignoring it. But from
0: it. time to time, so, you look at it, you know?
1: Uh, I, I think I looked at it once yeah, last year. Fine. I have not looked at it in uh, a
0: couple now of years. Now I kind of
1: want to look at my Gmail it, one. Anyways, I was going to say that April's response to like seeing the list of nice uh Emails from Jerry was actually kind of like, she seemed actually kind of sad about that. And I appreciated that. Yeah.
0: Um, no, they definitely like start to feel bad. I mean, they, you know, they don't just make them kind of uncaring evil people. Um, Chris continues to be chill, sees a picture of Millicent. It's like, whatever, it's no big deal. I did not remember how but I do- this like went down. So as I was watching it, I couldn't remember, like, does he freak out? So I kept waiting for, like, a freak out to come.
2: I do like how Ben reacts to Chris looking at the picture, though. We all have that friend. Or are that friend. Or are some combination of Ben and Chris in that scene.
1: Yes.
0: Sure. Uh, but then she shows up with her new boyfriend.
1: Who is really hot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and seems to have about the same intellectual capacity as Millicent.
2: I mean, I don't know. Hey! Wow! Wow! Katie coming in off the top rope.
0: <laughs> it just Come on. I was the whitewater rafting instructor. Like she's she's not written to to be an intellectual. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: I'm not saying you're an actress. Your
0: character isn't written to be that way. Fine, you've got Millicent Millicent Twitter can come for me, all right? The Millicent Hive.
1: Ah uh, Katie Beatty, <laughs> feminist icon. <laughs> I
0: don't I don't think it's I think you're allowed to say that people <laughs> do not present as having intelligence i'm not saying she's like a bad person with no value i'm just saying that's not her (laughs) skill set okay sure all right doesn't matter no one cares what i say (laughs) in my job so it's fine i mean they do but like in
1: this respect it's fine it's like literally not Saying things is your entire job. They're also
2: relatively high stakes. Games. I meant
0: no one... I'm allowed to say these things in the broader sense and nobody is like, oh no. Oh,
1: uh,
2: okay.
0: There's not a political
2: Wow, this is... for me. Guys, we're doing great. Uh, we then get achievement in chairs.
0: Right. Um... Yeah, we talked about that, about Ron winning. And then Diane... So Leslie is, like, trying to get Tammy to leave and, and run interference. And Diane tells Leslie that she isn't actually worried about Tammy at all. She's worried about Leslie because of the closeness between Ron and and Leslie. Um.
1: Yep. Which is kind of
2: reasonable. Yeah, it, 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 it. I mean, a little bit, but we've all had work spouses at some point in life, right?
0: I have a constant rotating cast of them. One leaves, I just plug another one in.
2: Same. Same. A work spouse serial monogamist, Katie.
0: (laughs) No, like for real. (laughs) Not a joke.
1: (laughs) I definitely have in previous jobs and on campaigns and things of that nature, but Actually, presently, I do not.
2: Aww, so, I'm sorry. It's probably healthy since I'm the it boss. It is probably
0: healthy. My my work spouse I, is my boss, and so yeah, it's, you're
2: probably I, right. I mean, as I mean, I as the boss, I've always had one, and it's maybe not great, but I've also never felt any tension between you know a significant other and and work spouse. I mean, Katie, you didn't feel threatened by Dave, did you? <laughs>
0: Carter is going to leave me for Dave at some point, but I don't know that I'm threatened by it as much as I've just long accepted it as an inevitability.
2: Uh. Uh.
1: I mean, Jacob, you were probably as close as I had on the Evan campaign to one. So,
2: Oh, I know. I don't. We, like we, we all just were accepting of that.
0: Yeah, I mean, this happens though. This definitely happens where yes. there there is tension or where it's just it's difficult because you know you if you work somewhere, you know, at a minimum eight hours a day. That actually tends to be longer than you spend with your significant other and you have you know we all do jobs that we are deeply passionate about and so the people we work with are deeply passionate about the same thing and so you have that shared connection with the person and you know it definitely like and we can create tension and our
2: jobs all play for play for relatively high stakes right. which increases the emotional investment together yada yada right.
1: i mean now for the first 6 years we were in the minority like there's very <laughs> very few lower stakes than that
2: (laughs) okay well i guess i'm in the minority now but working to get out of the minority
1: yeah yeah just on the campaign and official side
0: my job has pretty high stakes all the time so yeah
1: yes i would i would think so (laughs) um
0: but yeah but you know i mean i i it's it's a really interesting and the episode doesn't actually go that deep into it but it's an interesting thing because i don't think diana is really saying that she's worried that like Ron has any romantic feeling towards Leslie or anything like that. It's just that she sees that as no, the, agreed. you know, he's more emotionally connected to Leslie, and will that be a barrier in the two of them like gaining that same level of of closeness? Um, and
2: which is totally, which is totally fair, and I actually very much appreciate the way this episode handles this. There would have been an alternate, very sitcom kind of classic Friends episode misunderstanding of, of Diane sees something between Ron right. and Leslie that it isn't, and then we have to do that. It is actually much more sophisticated, nuanced, and real to have the question not of, is Ron secretly sleeping with Leslie, but does Ron have emotional space in his life for Diane, or is... Leslie and Leslie as proxy for work all concerned. Right.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, that, that's exactly where she's coming from. Just... Yeah. Reasonable set of concerns to have if you're just starting a relationship.
0: Yeah. No, it, it, it's kind of... It's a it's a very, like, deep topic that the episode um, only explores a little bit, but I, I agree with you. I think they do it well. Um, you know?
2: I mean, I, I really like Ron and Leslie's conversation there there is like i mean right there is the kind of mutual respect and almost kidding of course we're not interested in each other but i really like leslie's one man's worst nightmare is every other man's total pro government never stop talking blonde
0: my worst nightmare (laughs)
2: like the, the the level of respect without it ever needing to get into the romantic question i i I just really respect yeah yeah yep
0: um and so then ron and leslie come up with a plan to get rid of tammy and she gives ron her keys and then she heads off to handle tammy which is actually very brave because her odds of death are high
1: (laughs) relatively
2: Uh, yes she should have brought a witness. This is what Anne is for. I don't know. I don't feel like so I Anne is a nurse. this encounter. Anne's a lot stronger than April. We established that.
1: I think literally based on job description, this is exactly what Andy is for. And I'm not sure I'd bring him That's along true. either.
0: Uh, um. So back at the party, Chris talks to Millicent and her fiance. I will say no more about it. He, they have a conversation. Everyone is fine, um, and then
1: <laughs> it, it really, it really tells you where they've taken Chris as a character. That the entire plot of this episode for him is Chris doesn't freak <laughs> it's out or true. overreact. It's true.
0: It's really, I did not remember just how bad they got with his character development. Like, it's it's impressive Rob Lowe agreed to stay
1: on the show, like,
2: right now. <laughs> he must have been having a great time. Look, we've now shown a lantern on this problem. It, like, clearly the writers are aware right. of it, and hopefully this is a pivot point. I actually don't remember, but that feels like what we're setting up for.
0: I hope so. Um, Yes
2: I I do really love the two of them Talking about I've thought about it a lot There's no logical
0: explanation
2: Uh (laughs) Yes there is
1: (laughs) If you (laughs) go back a few seasons There is (laughs) Alright
0: We've all done great This episode guys
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh well, we went there.
0: All right. Well, uh, <laughs> Leslie takes Tammy hostage, and then the opposite happens. Uh, they have a dumpster fight, which like, okay. <laughs>
1: it's, it's like they're just checking things off the list. We've never done that.
0: Right, right. Let's throw Amy Poehler so, and Megan LaLanne in a dumpster and see what happens.
2: And then, and then Leslie gets chased with an axe.
0: Uh and then at the party Tom and April and Andy give Jerry the money that they were gonna go to dinner to help pay for his hospital bills. Um which I mean it's very nice. Good for yeah. Them. Yeah. I feel like and didn't they also have a fundraiser to help pay for his hospital bills? Like, well, yeah, <laughs> ACA, so this makes the me ACA think they
1: had perhaps... kicked in, yeah. yeah. This makes me think that perhaps Pawnee doesn't have great municipal I health know. insurance. Thus raising the question of where Roblo is getting the hundred and thirty thousand dollars he's spending on Dr. Richard. That's true. Yeah, like, yeah.
0: Um, and then they get invited in and accidentally lock Jerry out because God forbid we end this episode without at least still making fun of Jerry a little
1: bit. Hey, they're one dollar into giving him money next year.
0: <laughs> um, and then Ron and Diane talk, and he tells her that he's duke silver and i don't know it's lovely yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the one woman who says she's gonna kill her
0: <laughs> um yeah and Leslie. i feel like i, I yeah i was going say just then leslie also says that it's time to retire as ron's emotional guardian which you know probably true
2: probably true uh- I was gonna say I feel like there must have been times where you could relate to Diane in this scene where where uh, where Ron becomes Duke silver the they just like anytime you're like anytime you're significant others with somebody who like winds up in front of in front of a room presenting or being cool in any way, shape, or form, I feel like you're aware of what everyone else in the room is looking at, oh yeah. Well, Jason is a performer, right. so... Right. <laughs> right.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, no, I, I think that's exactly right, that if you are the significant other of somebody who is sort of a person that is... that stands up in front of a, a crowd of people, there is bound to be someone in that crowd who um, develops some sort of attraction to your significant other and then turns that in a negative way on you. Um
2: I mean we love Dave though <laughs> And he
0: could take me So like you know
1: I don't know about that I'm scrappy Aren't you the seeker on the uh, <laughs> Riffador Quidditch
0: adore... That's true. I don't know how much like athletic ability You really have to have
2: for Quidditch though You
0: know you're you're sitting The whole
2: time I don't know that it's going to go great for me guys I Yeah <laughs> uh. <laughs> It's an it's ableist sport For sure <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it definitely is it,
1: It's also a sport that is not Appealing to people who know how to do math <laughs> like, Yes
2: Yes we're going to have the Quidditch stupid we've, conversation We've already it had it guys is.
1: <laughs> the Quidditch is the sports Equivalent of the electoral college <laughs> Everything else Doesn't matter but the Fucking seekers in Ohio And we got to deal with that Yeah
0: <laughs> Uh, um, at the very end of the episode, Ron gets called to a scene by the cops because they pulled over Tammy and they find Leslie in the trunk, which. Yep. Again, Diane's
1: did... exhausted disdain with Tammy yeah. throughout
2: the episode, but particularly at the end, is just beautiful. I do enjoy Diane's take the handcuffs off, or I want it to be a fair fight. <laughs> yes. Again, she's
1: Xeno warrior, princess. It's not a fair right. fight.
0: She's also obviously the perfect match for Ron.
2: Yes. <laughs> um. Cool. Well... Did we pass Spectel here?
0: Uh, Les- do Leslie and Anne... Leslie and Anne talk in the beginning, right?
2: No, mm-hmm. they don't. I don't think Leslie and Anne are ever in and a Leslie room. and
0: Diane are only ever uh, talking about Ron... And Tammy and Leslie... And Donna
1: and Anne only ever talk about Jerry. Yeah, I no,
0: I do not think we pass it here. Nope. Although, I don't think we reverse pass it either because, like, Ben and uh, Chris are... T- well, they're not talking about Millicent the whole time, so I guess maybe we do. But anyway.
1: I mean, so Gail and Millicent do say hello to each <laughs> other. Does that I don't.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say no. <laughs> Um,
2: so that, so that they can mention her significant right, other. right?
0: Yeah. But you know, it's still an episode written by two women. One of my favorites. So I think we're just going to have to.
2: No, 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 no. It's just, look, I, I don't think, I don't think, you know, Parks and Rec is anti-feminist. <laughs> it's just, it's interesting that even in an episode we think of, um, as particularly strongly dealing with gender issues, like we're still not passing that nope. at all.
0: Uh, yep. Well, cool, cool. If you want to write to us and tell us what a jack plane is, you can email us at <laughs> icetownclowns at gmail.com. Special thanks to all the people that have told us about the um, great molasses flood of, of whatever... Obviously I absorbed all the information, but good to know that it oh yeah, you guys don't get the emails, I forget. There was some real-
1: You need to forward the emails.
0: (laughs) There was a real molasses flood. It's not just a thing they made up for the show and and people did die from it. And so several people have written into us to direct us to that information so that we are aware that it is a thing that really happened. I will get better at forwarding the emails. Anyway.
2: I'm going to go in and set up an auto forward. I,
1: I just want to make sure that like people who've written in that they get some sort of acknowledgement of their writing. They do. I just <laughs> do it on my own. I trust you to bring it up. I just
0: don't tell you guys about it. And I sign your names at the bottom. It's fine.
2: Oh, okay. That's fine.
0: <laughs> anyway.
2: I mean, we all do that for our bosses, right? right? Um I'm joking. Clearly I'm not. joking. The congressman
1: is his own entity. He has his own agency. He's allowed to sign anything he wants. Yes. Un-
2: unfortunately, sometimes.
0: You can also write to us um, on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash IcetownClowns or tweet at us at IcetownClownPod or go to our website, www.icetownclowns.com.
1: All right. So I want to talk about something else before I do my part at the end. Okay. And that's I watched this show over the last couple days that i think everyone should watch even though it's kind of hard to get it's called little america it's on apple's new apple tv plus service it's eight 30-minute episodes about immigrants coming to america they're like episodes made fictionally from real stories and they are absolutely beautiful and if this sorry and in this like dark and difficult time in our country you want to be reminded what there is to love about America, go watch these episodes and you will probably cry during every single one. They're great.
2: So it's a more uplifting vision of America than Watchmen. Slightly. Yes. Also excellent.
1: Um, Probably did make me cry at some point as well. Um, In a different way. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, So next week or two weeks or whenever we choose to post this, because we're chaos agents. calendars work in a different way than yours we're Um, gonna be past new hampshire by then that's weird i know right (laughs) we're gonna be roaring into nevada and as you wait to see who wins the nevada caucuses come listen to us discuss the 10th episode of the fifth season two parties not the two party system not the party caucuses two parties it's on the show or something—I don't know. It's kind of funny that that's the name of the episode yes. for primary season. It's the only thing I got distracted and lost my train of thought. Watch that. <gasps> Leave us a review somewhere,
2: and uh, Jacob finished the episode. You've been listening to Ice Town Clouds, a podcast about parks and recreation. That we are at the end of, and that end is now.